It all depends on who you know. It doesn't matter what you know. It's all about who you know. That's what matters. You can get ahead if you know the right people. After all, that's the way the game is played. Haven't you heard things like that before? And isn't that the way it works in many arenas of our society? And aren't there a lot of us who at some level have bought into that kind of thinking and operating? In general, we know it probably shouldn't be that way. And in particular, when somebody else who isn't all that great gets some big advancement or promotion or position all because they had the right contacts in the right places at the right time, then we know it isn't fair. But when something can play out to our own advantage because we know someone who can help something happen, we usually rationalize it in a slightly different way. And so we learn at an early age it doesn't hurt to have some contacts in the right places. Certain contacts might help get a better job, which means more money, perhaps more influence and status. And maybe if we climb to a high enough position, we'll be one of those persons who can help things happen for certain others who know who we are. And so the game continues. I'll bet everyone listening this morning has at some time thought of someone you know who could help you get what you want. Let's be honest. I know I have. And with business moving at the rate it is today, there's a lot of rushing with all the technological gadgets that we have to see who a person can get to do certain things for them, especially if it's the right person. It's a sophisticated form of, I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. There's no question that knowing some people, knowing the right people, can really get you ahead in life. Now, I know that preaching this one sermon on community versus contacts isn't going to change that dynamic in the world. Just isn't going to change it. But I would like you to think a little bit differently this morning as you hear the sermon title, It All Depends on Who You Know. I want you to think about that a little differently this morning. I want you to think about it personally for how you live your life and also from a justice perspective. I submit to you this morning that while we think we want those right contacts which will help us out when we need it, what we really, really long for, way down deep in our being, is community. Community. Where no one is better than anyone else, where no one is better connected 
than anyone else and where there is no pecking order of importance. But all are accepted in the same way. We're different, but not differently loved by God. A very well-connected and enormously successful business person, I won't use his name, some years ago called Christianity a religion for losers. A religion for losers. And without even realizing it, he apparently thinks to succeed, it's all about contacts, who you know, versus a love-based, caring, sharing community. Throughout these winter Sundays, we have been struggling with living the verses of Scripture as we engage the tensions, the, the presses, and the pulls. The verses of life, as we're looking to the verses of Scripture for help in the midst of that struggle. And so far, we've dealt with responding versus rationalizing, vibrancy versus vegetating. Enthusiasm versus entertainment and identity versus image. And of course, today we're exploring community versus contacts. I'm convinced that as we live this particular verse, us, community versus contacts, indeed it does all depend on who you know. A minister had served a congregation for a long time and he decided to move on to another congregation. So the church he was leaving decided to throw a big party for him and have a dinner honoring him. The committee in charge was trying to think of who could be the masters of ceremonies and they wanted somebody in the community who was really well-known and well-respected, dignified and, and well-connected, somebody who would really give that kind of that, uh, just that right feeling to it. And so they, they thought of a very eloquent man who had been a member of the church for a long time but hadn't been very active. And so he didn't even know the minister and his family very well, but they knew he would be so eloquent and well-spoken when he got up to do the, uh, all the honors. And so when the occasion came, he stood up and all he had was just, just a, one little note card in his hand and uh, he began this way. Dr. and Mrs. Jones, our beloved pastor and his wife, have served this congregation for many years. They have been unselfish and have given much on behalf of us all. And so, representing you, I want to thank Bob and Mary <laughs> and their two sons, John and Barry, for all that they have given for this congregation. And we wish them well and happy and fruitful future in their new congregation as they continue to serve our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, that man in the story may have been well-connected, but he wasn't very familiar with Christ. It all depends on who you know. Knowing 
Christ can make all the difference. All the difference. For those of us who take our faith seriously, this simple truth is more important than all the worldly contacts a person could ever have. There's a wonderful legend about a rich merchant who wanted to to meet the Apostle Paul. And so he contacted Timothy. And Timothy went to great lengths to make arrangements for this wealthy man to visit Paul when he was in prison in Rome. Entering the jail cell, the merchant found a rather old man physically broken down. The merchant was amazed at Paul's personal peace and serenity, and they talked for a couple of hours. The merchant left with Paul's blessing and prayer, and outside, he inquired of Timothy, what is the key to Paul's power? I've never seen anyone like him in my entire life. Haven't you figured it out, asked Timothy? Paul is in love. Paul is in love with Jesus Christ. Well, the man looked even more confused. Is that all? Is that all? And with a smile on his face, Timothy with a smile on his face, Timothy said, "Ah, but that's everything. That's everything." Or as the hymn writer Edward Mope expressed it, On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. It all depends. It all depends on who you know. The closer we come to Christ, the closer we come together. It was... Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who said, Jesus Christ exists as community. Jesus Christ is not physically present in the world today, except as his body. And who's the body? We are. The church. For when we know Christ, we gain a vision of community where none have unfair advantage over another, but where all are important and valued equally. Different, but valued equally. The Greek word for community is koinonia, which has the root word koinos, meaning common. Common. You see, Christians in partnership and community are not extraordinary, but ordinary. Common. Our participation with Christ is not exclusive, intended as a way of of sharing God's love with all people. That's what it's about, sharing God's love with all people, not just some. To know Jesus, to lift him up for others, was a vital tradition in the early church communities. When describing the early Christians to Emperor Hadrian, Aristotles wrote, they love one another. They never fail to help widows. They save orphans from those who hurt them. If they have something, they give freely to the person who has nothing. If they see a stranger, they take him or her in as a brother or sister in the Spirit, in the Spirit of God. In this context, I want you to listen again 
to our brief scriptural verses, which encourage us to live the verses of scripture, this tension in life of community versus contacts. For it all depends. It really does all depend on who you know. We who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. May the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Jesus Christ so that together with one voice we may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome one another, therefore, as Christ has welcomed you to the glory of God. When you welcome others, all others, you are glorifying God. As we sometimes read in our closing sentences, these words of T.S. Eliot, What life have you if not life together? There is no life that is not community, and no community not lived in praise of God. And then from Romans 12. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty. But associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. But take thought for what is good in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Community versus context. Our scripture verses lift up something quite different from worrying about knowing the right people and having the right contacts. The Trappist monk, Henry Nouwen, defined community as the place where the person you least want to live with always lives. Wow. That's pretty tough, isn't it? But it's full of truth. Gospel truth. A lot of what we often mean by community today seems to be people like me. That's community if I can be with people like me. People who are my age, my background, people that I like to be with, people who think like I do. That's community. That's not community, friends. That's a club. We hunger for community, but we define it as similarity and often as not pack our bags when people fail to measure up to our expectations. I like Nowen's tough reminder, and it's a good one to keep in mind as we seek to have community in the church. Community doesn't mean that I will always be with people that I find pleasing to me. I mean, Lord knows, sometimes I don't even find myself pleasing to be with. Nor at its best has community in the church meant similarity. In fact, in the church, the world's distinctions are caught up and transcended 
into a new reality. Paul wrote in Galatians 3, In Christ there is neither Gentile or Jew, slave nor free, male nor female, and I would add those who are well-connected or those who aren't well-connected, but they're all part of a new creation. So when someone says to you, it's not what you know, it's who you know that matters, I want you to just think to yourself, yep, yep, that's right. And when they say, you can't get ahead with having the right contact, simply say to yourself, by faith, It all depends on who you know. And for me, it's Christ. For me, it's Christ. Friends, right here, today, right now, no one is better than anyone else. We are all, we are all, God's children and part of God's community where all of us are of important value. And that's what really matters. It all depends on who you know. Amen.